0: Good morning. Um, it's my understanding that you've been learning your there, possible halving and my, I'm here to try to discuss something that you won't see in, directly inside of your arc, um, which has very practical relevance. Um, I work in caches, so my life deals with caches, which you'd be surprised to know has very little to do with possible health and tables. You may think, uh, well, I learned about kashas of master here. It has not as directly related as you might think it is, um, industrial type of kashas. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about something that's very um, practical to people who work in industrial kashas, and even in local kashas, as in, you know, pizza shop, restaurant, kind of, you know, local kashas, um, something very relevant, which, again, you could learn children of backwards and forwards and never come across this very real issue. The truth is, you'll see when we, as we move along that I have a bigger thing to see from here than the specific issue we're going to talk about. We'll get to that also. But the specific thing we're focusing on is something called steam, cooking with steam. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the practical, a little bit of the hawaq of it. Let's see, make some sense out of what this is. The first thing is, this is something, this is something that you have seen in 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 cookout. It's also cook that's really where it comes from. That is something if you cook up a pot of milk, then the vapors that come out of that pot are continuously milk. The vapors that rise out of that pot of milk noh are milk. Um uh vapor is steam? The steam that comes out of it. it the steam. Okay. Vapor is air. You can't see it. Okay. It's wet. Okay, well the so we'll say, okay, we'll, we'll say the steam that's coming out of it is coming out is uh, considered at the time of what was cooking in there. So in the case of if you, if you have milk cooking and on top of it, there's meat hanging to dry. There would that. That din, um, most people don't do that, and hang dried meat over there, think that they're smart enough to know that. But one of the things, that is some practical application of that, nothing to do with that with um Dinner, where the whiskey is considered to be, had the dinner what it came from. For example, if you cook, if you, whiskey is, I'll just explain for a second, when you ferment sugar into alcohol, the, the fermentation doesn't go more than until that 13, 14% strength. So a wine, a, a typical wine, will never be more than 12, 13, 14%. Once it gets past that point it's steam, you it, time. There's no more. There's no more um, alcohol form. If you want to make something with a stronger alcohol content, they discovered a couple of years ago, what you do is you boil the, the, you you raise the temperature of that wine, let's say take the wine, the alcohol boils out, and the liquid stays behind. The the vapors of the alcohol, the, the steam of the alcohol boils out at a lower temperature, in the 170 degree range, it boils out. You catch those vapors and you condense them, you turn them back into a liquid. So now what you're catching is a much stronger version of what you originally had. you had originally fourteen percent wine, and when you concentrate it, that's what you do, you're getting only the alcohol out, you can make what we call brandy, which will be forty percent or sixty percent alcohol or something like that. So that's that's a shadow on the, rush, but the batch that actually hasn't been the rebushes around the time when they came up with this idea of how to do this. And he says that yes, it is considered to have the din. The, the vapors that came out, the steam that came out, is considered to be the same as the original food that it came from. The vapor chaser. And, and we think about that for perendi, like for stamyan and the for chomet. For another should have the din of the chomet that it came from. And another variation of that, or uh, more modern, like a hundred years old shayla about that, is if you make um, carbon dioxide from of that that's also the shayla Do those, to those. In that case, it really is the vapors that come out of the fermentations. Do they have the din of what they came from? The carbon dioxide is a byproduct of all kinds of different fermentations. And if the if the base that it was made from is does the carbon dioxide that it comes from is also to going to the be chametz. Okay, those are child, that, that that has there are more twists to that shayla. But that's just like examples of this din that when you cook something up, the the steam that comes out of it, the it has the din that it came from. I want you to just put that, you, you probably know the already. Or we'll put that on the side for a second, okay? And I, and I just going to get to tell you some, the way it works in a plant, some information. The first thing is like this. When you um, cook up a pot of water, okay, there's, there's a, a scientific term called the BTU. You've probably heard that term, which stands for British Thermal Unit, which is the amount of heat that takes to raise one pound of water, one degree Fahrenheit. That's what a BTU is. That's the definition of a BTU. So um, if your air conditioner puts out 5,000 BTUs, it's giving out enough energy to do that. So now, if you have a water at its coldest state, which is 32 degrees, right, before that, to get that, a pound of water from 32 degrees to 212 degrees takes 180 BTUs. Right, from 32 to 212, each, degree, each one degree takes one BTU. So to go from thirty degrees, 32 degrees to 212 degrees takes 180 BTUs. What would you get to take it from 212 degrees water to be 212 degrees steam? To make it boil? 540? No, it's more than that. Okay. 970 BTUs. To get it to go from being 212 degrees water to being 212 degrees steam. If okay, you get that same one pound to get it from uh, 180 degrees to 181 degrees, was one BTU. 181 to 182, another one BTU. To get it from 212 degrees steam, to 212 degrees, 212 degrees water, 212 degrees steam, take 970 BTUs. Okay. So what what, the, what scientists call this things two different names. They call the first to get it from 32 to 33 to 34 to 35, they call that sensible heat. Because for every BTU you put in, you get a result. You get one more degree higher in temperature. To go from 212 water to 212 steam, they call that latent heat. That heat is just sitting there. It's just, it's been pumped in. You're pumping in more and more heat into the thing. You don't see any, anything out of it. Okay? So when you have steam, that steam, the steam is 212 degrees, doesn't just have two hundred and twelve degrees worth of heat inside of it. It has a thousand degrees worth of heat inside of it. Okay? It has, it is two hundred and twelve degrees hot, but the thermometer measures two hundred and twelve degrees. But it has latent heat, another nine hundred and seventy degrees of latent heat sitting behind there waiting to come out. Okay? It's just sitting there. Okay? And in fact, this is a crucial piece of information from the standard steam system. Latent heat transfers very quickly. Okay, when steam hits something, it gives over its latent heat very quickly. So if that one pound of, of steam hits a pot. It would transfer over these 970 BTUs instantly. The other stuff would transfer over very slowly. It takes a long time to get that heat to transfer. Which means is that steam is a very efficient way of heating food up. Steam carries a tremendous amount of energy in it and it transfers very quickly. So you have a huge vat that's as big as this room full of ketchup and you need to cook it up Okay, so if you cooked it up with hot water, if you put hot water next to it, it would never cook up. It would take a month to cook the thing up. If you put steam, if you pumped steam at it, the steam would give over heat very quickly and would much quicker heat it up. So what companies do is, there, there's such a thing as putting the steam right into the food. Um, you know, they, they put the steam right into this. Let's like say into an apple juice, they might put the steam right into it. But usually what they do is they do it indirectly, which is to say they have a big kettle, the kettle has two has a, a double wall. The inner wall holds the ketchup, and then there's, a, there's a, a second layer that's an inch away from it, and in between those double walls, steam flows through there. So if you if go into a hotel maybe even Yishina's kitchen, and you want to see how they cook up a big, uh, big thing of soup, They usually do not have a fire right underneath, there isn't a little fire burning under there that cooks the food up, I don't know how the yeshiva has it here, but there isn't usually a fire there. it's not safe and it's not efficient, what there is is there's a boiler someplace that can steam, that steam comes and in the the kettle just looks like a nice little bowl, but really there are two walls, the soup is on the inside, and between the two sets of walls there's steam flowing through this. And that steam very quickly can heat it up much faster than if you just put hot water into that place over there. Okay? And it has tremendous efficiencies to run like that. And that's the most common way you cook things in a plant. You walk into a factory, you'll see no, or even into a hotel, you won't see fires burning someplace. When they want to start cooking something up, they don't light a fire or turn something on. They just open up the steam valve. The steam waiting all over the plant, the steam comes in and heats the food up. Okay? Have I lost you guys so far? You still here? You still? Here. Okay. So the the so this is a very common way to cook things up. The basketball. And even in like a bigger facility, like a even the yeshiva kitchen might have that. Yeshiva might not have a boiler. Yeshiva might have this a little portable unit. Meaning underneath the kettle, underneath the kettle is a little fire burning, heating up water which is going around the jacket of the of the of the pot of soup or whatever it's. Okay, now what happens is when your steam comes and hits the pot, the steam comes from the boiler, comes and hits the ketchup pot, it gives over 970 BTUs into the ketchup, and the ketchup is getting warmer. Okay, well then what happens is instantly, as soon as that heat gets transferred, what happens to the steam? It turns back into water, right? It just lost its latent heat. So it turns from being 212 degree steam to being 212 degree water. Well, that water, what happens to that? Where does that water go? It's in the jack, it's in between the two layers of the, of the pan, of, of the pot. The water drips down to the bottom. Okay, now you could let it go out into the garbage if you wanted to, but that would be foolish. Because this water is hot water. You could, you could reuse that water to make more steam for the next pot that has to be cooked up. This water, it was cooked up, they took it out of the sink, it was 60 degrees. Okay, they took it in, they heated it up to twelve, then they heated it up to turn into steam. And now they're cooked up the ketchup with it. Okay, now they have this 212 degree water that's been used already. Well, why take fresh water from the sink when you can take hot water that's already in this, you already have hot water in here, reuse it? And that's exactly what they do. They take this water, which they call condensate, it condenses on the input, um, you know, in, in the pot, it condenses, they take the condensate back to the boiler, and they reuse it. They use the same water. So they, they have to add in new water here and there, but basically they keep using the same water again and again. Okay, that water, that, the, 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 they fill up the boiler with water, they heat up, up the, their ketchup today, and then the water goes back and heats up the next round of ketchup. Okay, it keeps on going back and around and around in this loop within the plant. Okay, now, when, a plant, when, when you have a yeshiva kitchen, everything is wonderful and beautiful. Okay, but I was recently in a company that they have three divisions to this company. One makes sugar, one makes hard-boiled eggs, and one makes ham. Okay, so this, the company, it cooks all three of them with steam. So the steam that cooks up the ham, okay, the steam cooks up the ham, it condenses, and the liquid goes back to the boiler. Then that water in the boiler gets heated up a little bit more and goes and cooks eggs. And it goes and cooks sugar. And then it goes and cooks ham, it does everything. It's the same steam that goes to all three parts of the company. Okay. We were involved with another company that um, two companies share a boiler. Okay. One company produces foods that are used in ingredients that are used in foods, like anti whatever, or an ingredient that's used in food, and the other one makes biodiesel. Okay. Now, in that case, the biodiesel company happens to use for their their fuel source soybean oil, which is kosher. Okay. Right. They could have just as well been using leftovers from McDonald's. Right. They could have just as well been using animal fat to do their boiler. And these guys, they use loads of steam. And what happens to the steam? the steam? The steam doesn't go into the food. The steam is on the outside of the jacket. It has, it's called indirect contact with the food. It condenses and the water goes back to the boiler. Okay, so now, in fact, in hotels, um. About tomorrow, when he sits down with a hotel that wants to have a kosher kitchen, we're going to build a completely kosher kitchen, he says then, if you want to have a kosher kitchen, your your soup pots that are going to run on steam cannot be connected to the steam system for the whole hotel. The hotel's got a steam system, that heats up hot water for people, showers, and does all kinds of things, including cooking up the food in the trade kitchen. So he says, "Then, no, no, if you want to have soup kettles, those soup kettles are going to have to be freestanding, meaning it's its own cute little unit that the kettle, the, the kettle is here and underneath it there's a fire that's heating or an electric oil that's heating up water, turning it into steam and just using it for itself. It doesn't share condensate with anybody else. This when you're building a kosher kitchen, if you only look at your kosher kitchen, you're not gonna, you might not realize that the tray that they're cooking down the hallway is coming into your kosher kitchen also. Not in any way that looks from the outside, but through this condensate we're I'm a little bit jumping, so what happens? So we we just said this condensate is created, but doesn't touch the food. It touches one side of the pot, and on the other side of the pot is the tray food. Okay, so in our in our case, there's ham being cooked, and on the and the steam is shearing a wall with the ham. On one side is the steam, and on one side is the ham. And then the steam turns into water. So now there's water on one side of the of the, of the pot, and on the other side of the pot is ham. Or in the hotel kitchen. In one kitchen they're making trade soup. Okay. And so in that soup that they're making, the steam or the water is on one side of the wall and on the other side is the trade food is being cooked. Now that water then goes back and as used to heat up the the kosher food also. So that what does that also that does that make time transfer or it doesn't make time transfer? Okay, so that's that's a din. You learn the tally made. Okay, that's a din that you learn. When you learn this thing if you've never heard of a steam system, in a million years you can't imagine what this case could ever be negated. To. Because it happened that a uh, drop of milk is gonna fall on the outside of my place will go pie. It like such a far fetched case, okay? But this thing is very relevant to exactly this case, which is goes on every single day in factories. I'm telling you extreme cases, but usually the cases are similar, which is the same company makes some kosher things and some trade things. This side of the factory is all kosher, this side is all trade. Well, they kosher in between or whatever, whatever they do. But they come into kosher and they start making kosher products, but the same water and steam that was used to heat up the product yesterday when it was trade is now heating it up today when it's kosher. So what does it help the kosher? You kosher you, them and then you come ahead and heat it up with trace water. So what, what's the din inside the So we say is, if the blea the, the, the does go through the clean, if there's, if there's trace inside the pot, and there's water on the outside of the pot, or there's trafe water on the outside of the pot, and there's kosher food on the inside of the pot, what's the din? We say that the tam does go through. So that means is that in all the cases that I just I'm telling you where they what they call they shear the steam system and they get the condensate goes back to the boiler and they reuse it. So what's the din? The din is that the blades transfer and um, it should make the contrail. Now, in that din, it's really not so pressure that the blades really go through. If you remember from in Saturday days, it's a muscle because where the bleeds go through or sensitively the muscles is how many how much bleeds go through. Okay, so we're masking, then shrug narcissists to be masqueraded that bleeders do go through, but it's we'll be masking time software that bleeds go through or how much bleeds go through. So so let now let's go to the question. So now we've heard the child from, just from uh Yaradez art. Just opened up a shoknaroff, we say steams coming out of trade through the shape Steam it carries bleeds to it. The people salt that falls on the outside of the pot does make bleas go back and forth. So the steam that's hitting the outside of the ham, um, not not touching the ham, it's just touching the pot that holds the ham, um, gets bleeders to it. And then it transfers back to that water which then goes could up sugar or red. Okay, so on, on the surface of it, if we go so to speak, just by the rules, this thing is a a huge problem. But potentially the bleeds are transferring from the trape in the company or in the in the hotel to the coaster side. Okay. But now now let's look at it from a different angle. A scientist, if you as a scientist, if any time transfers to it, I'll tell you your mind. No no time goes through from the from the pot through the walls into the steam. Say okay. now uh, we're too, we keep talking about a the pot. There are more sophisticated ways of doing this. But they're all the same variation of the same trial, which is we are going through something, through a clean, through metal, into into steam or water that's on the other side, okay. Now, there are even people who have suggested reasons why, in the days of Chazal, police did go through, and that nowadays they don't go through, okay. Among among the theories as to why they wouldn't go through are, well, we use different alloys of steel than they did, okay. The the word metal is a generic term that just means, means metal, but really, even the word steel doesn't it, it? doesn't have an exact definition. It does, but for us, it doesn't have an exact definition. You can mix all different kinds of metals to get different properties. for example, the most famous example is stainless steel. Okay, steel rusts, but stainless steel doesn't rust. It because chromium and does to rust. Okay, so you could add, you could, by changing the alloy, by changing the mix of metals that are in the metal, you get different properties out of it. Okay, so one says one explanation for this is, well, we use different alloys than they do, which is true. We, over time, people have come up with new ideas, like, for example, stainless steel, okay, that that are um, different alloys, or even, if we use aluminum that they used to, never use They wouldn't use it in the same system, but they, we use alloys that they didn't. So maybe our alloys don't allow for you to go through, and theirs did. Or, people say a different thing. I, now this, I, I'm accepting from the person who I heard from that it's true, but that it used to be the way to make pots was, you took a big sheet of metal, and you bangs it into shape to make it into the shape of a pot. I don't know if that's true, this is what they tell me, that they bang into the shape of a pot, okay, which leaves microscopic holes in the metal. from the hammering it out to make it into a shape leaves microscopic holes that please through. Not visible holes, and not that food passes through, because no one would cook in a pot for the hole in it, but leaves microscopic holes. And we don't do it like that. We forge our pots. Okay, they they, the, they liquefy the metal and put it into a bowl, and then it takes its shape. Okay, that so there's no hold in it. Right. So whatever it does, doesn't make a difference as if there are trying there are trying to just say say that we don't have and they did, we can explain why they did. Okay. They're thinking from a different side. Companies, when they have a steam system, make tremendous effort that there should be no liquid, no liquid in that steam system. There are there are, there are steam passing through, but if you would look at the pipe, you would it would be absolutely clear and I have there are, I was in a place that um, has a glass model of a steam system I went there to learn about steam and you can see into the pipes. you can see a lot of other things also but you can see it in, and it's absolutely clean and pure so then we can talk about trials about whether there are bleeds in things that have no vapor to them no liquid to them it's completely clear an ear as this as ear. there's no vapor in between them. That, that has to do with the carbon dioxide okay, that, that's a, another possible on top of that the companies, okay, let's, I'll switch the other way. People who work in factories have tasted this condensate. Okay, and we'll see why in a second. They tasted this condensate, not once and not twice, a hundred times, a thousand times, have tasted condensate from different companies. Okay? And what does the condensate taste like? It Tastes like absolute pure water. In fact, it's distilled water. Okay? it's Because it's been boiled to be liquid. It doesn't have any taste to it. Even if it's been cooked, it has no taste to it. And from the other side, companies have tremendous hack puzzles that foods, you shouldn't have a cross of taste between one food and another food. Okay? So companies make all kinds of efforts to make sure that there isn't any um, carryover of taste from one food to another, and they're more than happy to use sheer steam between one product and another, because as the scientists tell them and as the experience tells them, there's no transfer in time. Okay, uh, millions of people who have bought foods don't complain and say, "Oh, this food tastes like that food." Right? People, people, you never open up a can of corn and said, "Oh, wow, this tastes like peas," because there was a bleed coming through the pot. They were made in the same kettle, the same, it's called a retort, the same machinery. You ever open up corn and say, "Wow, you know this, like a little taste here of, of peas over here." No one no, ever said that. Why not? Because from the company's perspective, they believe the scientists and they believe the experience of their customers, which is no pleas are transferring through. They're not getting any pleas through. So we're saying that the dim side of it, because open up our shop and all, tells us that there are pleas going through. And in this case, the, the steam carries police, the pleas, the pleas goes through the cleave. so we should say it should be altered. But the other side of it is we have the have five different reasons, you know, angles that we can come in and say is we don't see anything. No one sees any glis. You don't see anything in the stream, you don't see anything in the don't see anything in the stream. So which way do we take this? Okay, so this brings us to another set of dinim, which is the dinim of Te'imus Cleo. Okay, there's a dinim in that that is Te'imus Cleo. If you have a food, trace down to kosher or balsa of the and you want to know if it's traced, so you can ask someone to taste it. So Ashkenazim are not saying we have Te'imus we're not saying we have Te'imus but the Shabbos, we are saying we can roll. So, so I'm, I'm asking you, did you ever open up a can of corn and it tasted like peas? Or you want to go taste water in a steam system? Say, taste the condensate. Can you can you tell me if the condensate tastes like something? So now there are people who argue and say, no, can't do that. That only works for a, a specific case. So if I go into a factory and I taste their water, I say, okay, the water doesn't taste like anything. I taste the condensate it doesn't taste like anything. So now I can eat those eggs, even though the same is used to cook the ham also. I say I see in this factory today, I can eat today's eggs. But that I can't do that for tomorrow. I Meaning I tasted the water today, I did te'imus straw on the water today. The youth knows that this water doesn't taste like ham. So now today I can eat the eggs that are made in this company. But what about tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow the water will taste like that. Or or now of course the case I told you is not true. I can't taste that water. I potentially can't taste that water if it's gonna if it maybe has a time of hotel in it. Okay. But might, I go to a company that makes corn and peas. Okay, and I say, I'll taste the water. So can I deduce from the fact that it tastes the, taste, the concrete tastes like plain water that in the hand plate it also tastes like water? I say, Well, I didn't do it once. I didn't do it, did it hundreds of times in, in 20 different situations, in situations that all seem to be the same. They all seem to be the, the same system. So I changed it. I tested in 10 different places to make sure I get all the variables right. And they always taste the same. It always tastes like clean water. So does that let me um, – so people have argued that I can't take that further and say well, in an, in tomorrow's situation, I'll go to the hand place, in that place it should be motorosa. Because who knows? Team control has always said – sort of, the yeah, end. After it happened, and I'm talking about a specific situation. Some Chazas fell into my chons. I taste the chons to see if it tastes like Chazas. But that doesn't mean that next week, if I throw in Chazas, I can assume it's not gonna be in time. Not because of the I mean, it's because of, how do I know the team can own? So there are people arguing from that side. But the truth is that there's, there's precedent for the shiloh almost exactly the shiloh. not with our situation, but this type of was is to the Ramah. Okay, this is a true in the Ramah. I think it's a million dollars. That he would eat it like this. There were rumors, or, or they knew, that the barrels that were used to hold olive oil were smeared with khaza fat. So the shayla was, how can you eat the olive oil? Okay, and this has comes up every so often. It's right now, again, the Kachin the, the organizations are dealing with it from a different angle. This, there have always been questions about olive oil. Maybe there are mixes of trade mixed into it. So people said that they sh- they, the al- the barrels are smeared with chagah. If so I remember correctly, that was the thing. They were smeared with chagah. So the was high as I And the Raba says like this. So there's, there's two parts to the jubah, okay? The short answer to the jubah is thousands of people have eaten olive oil. No one ever said that it's a chagah. We've tasted it a million times. Jewish and non-Jewish people have tasted, who knows how many times, no one ever said that the olive oil tastes like chasa. So what does that tell us? So the, the answer to what does it tell us, is the rest of the truth. He has all kinds of svaras, maybe it's a town of maybe it's all kinds of explanations for why to, to explain. From the, from the, so to speak, from the Shokhanar side, of course, he wasn't saying he was a but from the Shokhanar, but from the dim side of it, why should it be Mubarak? But the, the, uh, the beginning, like the short answer to so the question is if thousands of people have tasted this food and they never saw time, then we know that there's no time. Not today, not yesterday, and not tomorrow either. We can extrapolate from lots of life experience that if there wasn't time at all now. And we, saw, you know, we keep seeing this food, there's not time in this food. So T.M.S. is so not just for the past, not just to say, you know, I, I hate this specific mixture. I saw no is all so I want to eat it. But even, so to speak, for the future, to say this type of situation doesn't create time. So we're allowed to say that, so to speak. Which is, that's what the Rambo says. So in King, we say this so we should say the same thing here also. We see, we don't see any time. So let's say that for a hundred reasons that we said before him, there's no time. So even though the so to speak, by the books there should be time, we should be able to say is well, is nowadays there's no time and to we can ignore the fact that companies shares state. So in fact there there are contemporary persons who are still like that and who say, Okay, there's no time. We don't see it. As we've been explaining, it's not happening. There's no time when this food and you are allowed to eat it. You don't have to worry about the things that you are ignoring. It. However, in 1979, Rabbi okay, Shmuel um, who was probably just starting to work in Kishrus, he he's a in tzedak, but he worked. Um, he has been for many years in one of the only schools. Um, he wrote a shiloh, he wrote five actual Shilohs to Moshe. he was a of Moshe. he wrote five Shilohs to Moshe. and one of the Shilohs was that what we're talking about was a drop of variation. He wasn't talking about the steam system in the company Bahal. Well, maybe he was. He was talking about in canning. Okay, the way you put food the way you can food is what well, the Khachma of canning food is, you put the food into the can, you seal the can shut that no new microbes can get into there. And then you cook the can so that any microbes and any pathogens that are inside of that can will be killed. And then since no new ones can get in, now the food will last forever. It won't spoil because no, there's nothing in there, there are no microbes in there, and no new ones can get in either because it's been sealed shut. Okay, that's, that's the chokmah of putting food in the can. Okay, if we put our tuna or our corn or something like that into a can, we seal the shut, kill everything that's inside it with heat, and then it's good to go. It'll last forever. It'll last for a million years, because nothing can get into it. So the challenge was that should we be, and usually that cooking is done with steam. That's the common way that you cook those things is with steam. So should we be choshish, that time passes from one to the other, and we mentioned many of the reasons we've been talking about is should those reasons be reasons to say there's no time passing through and if we shouldn't be mocked on Blias transferring in and out of the... Transfer, and today they make pork and beans, and tomorrow they want to make canned corn, should we Should we say you have to do something about it, or you can't let them do that in the same steam, the pork and beans, and then followed by that with the canned corn. So now, Ramosh had answered some of those questions in writing. Some of those truths are printed in this motion. they're in writing. Um, but this one was not printed, uh, to my knowledge. It's not a printed chuva to answer this question. And I don't believe there is a written chuva on it. But, what um, Ardowski said, that was something along the lines of, if we figured out something scientifically, we came up with a, a we have a perception of how things work, that doesn't give us a right to throw out a thing in Shogunov. Okay, what we basically what we want to do is we want to say, go to the similarity base, which is by the people's calls, and cut those pages out of our Shahla. We want to say those denim are not true anymore. Either they were never true or they're not true anymore. We just want to throw those denim out. So Ramasha said, Ramasha's approach to this was we we figured out, we understand how something works, that doesn't give us a right to just throw the data out. Okay? Now the so people who, who disagree, there are contemporary people who disagree, say we're not doing anything out. We're just saying it doesn't work in our situations. and the way we're set up, in that just doesn't work. Okay. But Ramesh saying, saying was, we're effectively throwing out that din. So much that we're not able to do that. And, and there is, there is a precedent to that, to that approach also, which is, um, that there's, there's a for shining whether this bleyas into gleyas or not. Okay. And what's the din? What's the din about bleyas into gleyas? Most rishonim hold, and the machab passes that there are no bleeds into glass. You could use the same glass for hot trait and kosher and milk and slaves, hummus, all that. You can use something different. difference. that's the use glasses back and forth for everything. Because there are no bleeds into class. The Rama says that we're master for those which sh showing who holds that there are believers. Now, every person who looks at it, scientists today will tell you for sure, but even in days of the Rahman, even days of Rashidum, they don't see any in glass. They don't see believers going through into the But they, they're masculine is say, even though the way we view the din, the way we view the the the, the situation, it doesn't seem to be believers. So we're gonna, even so, what we're going to say we'll really be for those who hold that there are beliefs. Okay, and that, that's along the lines of what Ramosh is saying, which is, that even though, scientifically, we don't see any believers, we don't understand that thing of people, saw. we don't understand how it could work, even so, we take it in as it stands, and we live for our purposes. And in fact, most of the Hashgah, okay, all the reputable Hashgahas accept this approach, whether they know a Mursha or they don't know a which is to say that there are beliefs, and they are mock with that steam should not be used for trade and culture, the same thing's is used for both. But as we'll see in a minute, um, because of a very serious question that's whether there are believers on it, they take a very, um, they're very open to coolers that they maybe wouldn't have been on in other cases. Right? Okay? Let's call it like that. And the fact that it's very questionable whether there are believers here altogether leaves them open to coolers and the ability to say, you know, maybe that's it, okay, and you'll hear in a second a little bit of that, okay? And among the OU's persons, the OU has two persons, Rani and Rabbi um, it takes the approach much more like the Marish, which is uh, we we can't throw the in out, and as opposed to Rabbi Shachter, who takes more of an approach of we don't see any clews over here, and he's open to just about anything. You, you'll well, they have their different ways of approaching, but he's open to many more um, to the ability to say, "Cool, even if in, if in theory he wouldn't have said that in a different situation." But for this first, seems he would be make okay. So Let's talk about. Um, Four ways that they have to deal with steam, okay, so shared steam. Okay, I was going to go through the ingredients, it's not going to get you the practical how you deal with this. Okay, one is the simple one, okay, which is don't let the meat condensate from the tray. In this place, they make the ham, in fact, that's what they're doing. They're saying the condensate that forms when they cook the ham, okay, that condensate that forms, which is the tray condensate, it goes down the drain, it does not go back to the boiler. So the boiler uses water from the street. It uses it to cook eggs and sugar, their kosher, and that content comes back to the boiler. The, co- the, the steam that goes to the ham, that content goes to the grain, goes to the floor. So the boiler is cooking with fresh water and water that was used to cook kosher products. Okay? But it is not, never has condensate come back from the tray. So that's the simple way to deal with Tata, No no, content condensate coming back to the boiler. Okay? Now, aside from as the fact that that gives a cost to the company, because they now have to cook up fresh water. There's also, for the Hachgachal-wise, that uh, serious responsibility to watch that they actually do that. So we're, they're, they're telling them to pour money down the drain. Literally, they're pouring money down the drain. Okay, they're taking hot water, pouring it down the drain, and replacing it with cold water because so they have to heat up. So you have to monitor it that they're actually doing the job. So it gives the Hachgachal more responsibility to make sure that they're not cheating on something that they have a tremendous incentive to do. It doesn't make any sense to them to throw this mm-hmm. water down the drain. Okay, so that gives the Hashka more work to do. Okay. Another eighth of the people have it, They say, We will you're that there's time in this water. We will add into the water something that will give a a bad taste into the water, which is to say that in case any trace bleeds are in that water, it'll be nice some time of into the next product. mean, hmm. Imagine if we put we took the we took the condensate coming back from the ham, and we poured soap into it, okay? We put the detergent into it. Let's, let's say that we could do that. Then, if there are any bleeds in that water, they've now mixed together with the, this thing, which is pogum, which is nice and time left gone, into the next thing. So if any bleas transfer from the steam into the egg, that bleeds that transfers will be nice and time left on. Well, not to it. Okay, so they say, good idea, let's put something into the water that'll, that'll say, if there's any time, it'll be best time let Okay? Now, is something moving in? Would it be to put something in like that? Well, in, okay, that's a good question. There's a few answers to that question. One is, from the company's perspective and from our view of it, there's no time in all together. We're not being Vaseline, so We're just sort of like covering ourselves. We don't really see any time but here also, we're not being, we're not putting isser into our food. What we're saying is, this steam is gonna be used to heat up our food. It's not cooking food, it's being used to heat up the food. We're preventing any time, that us say we don't, if it'll get into our food, it'll be us nice time of god We're just, we're preventing it from getting into our food the way it's gonna make isser, as opposed to putting it in, in a way, and letting it be bothered. Okay, but I, and I, but the third answer, which is probably the better answer is, in these kind of, because of the shyness we talked about about steam, those kind of things like and you'll hear in a second that Haman, okay, people won't be laughing on them. Things, this, they, many approach Shirahs about steam as sort of as a homer, because we don't see any time in this thing anyhow. so dinim that are beyond the strict requirements of din. I mean, we make sure there's no time over here. But as far as, let's say, Hanan, as far as and they won't be as worried about it as you would in a normal food. Okay? You say Bittalis and Chachil, but Bittalis and Chachil is Rabbanan. It's only a it's chumra. It doesn't make the food taste for the others. So okay, don't worry about it. For steam, you don't have to worry about it. Okay, that, that's an example of how, if someone if it was really, I don't think it's really a shayla, but if it were to be a shayla, they would say, you don't have to worry about that first steam system. Okay, now, this idea to be poisoning the steam um, has got some halachic chayahs and some practical chayahs to it. But the how of are, how m- pogrom does it have to be? <coughs> I don't know if you saw this, there's a shayla, there's a Chavestad, in the cook, Gimel, okay, who talks about what happens when you make something pogrom, how pogrom does it have to be? Does it have to be Nislam Echila or just not roila, not Shlokadar feel at that point? What happens if it has a Begimel? Like in our case, which is very for real, the Begimel is not going to stay in there. What happens is, when you something plugged into that water. You put, there's all kinds of things to put into the water. What well, happens is, the boiler, the water tastes horrible. Okay? But as soon as you boil it up and turn it into steam, guess what the steam tastes like? Nothing. The steam tastes like it's just plain old water. All those chemicals stay right where they are in the, in the boiler. They don't transfer into the steam. So does that, the fact that the water became most n- in town, of Wisconsin, in the boiler should that be enough to make the food, the water now not able to trace something up? Or should I say, I just took the pegima out. As soon as it leaves the boiler, as soon as it gets to my egg, there's no, there's nothing poking about the water anymore at all. So does that help me anything? Have I accomplished anything by being plugged in the water? If that pegima doesn't transfer until it hits the, the egg, yeah, now that's a of How to read? The But of course the opposite question is is you're gonna be scratching your head if anything. You're, you're telling me that all the problems the water tastes horrible. If you scoop up that water tastes horrible. All of that horrible taste stays in the boil. But, me, but at the same time, the ham taste goes up. Where's, where's the sense over here? You think the taste water in the boiler tastes horrible? And, and you say, but now when I boil it up into steam, what goes up into the steam is water vapor and ham taste. Now I don't taste a thing in that, in that water. You think you've done You are missing the taste of the ham. Even though the taste of the of the of the soap or the whatever chemicals you're gonna put in there, that taste you taste it before you don't taste it anymore. But the ham didn't manage to go up. things are a little fishy over here. Like, what's going on here? If You put in a double pipe The the pipe stop, doesn't go up anymore, but you've been questioned if the ham still does go up. That makes it hard to believe. Okay. But, then there's also practical questions, which are, um, as far as putting in, there's a limit to what you can put into a boiler. Boilers are very sensitive. There's a limit. You can't just put anything you want to into a boiler. You can just pour chemicals into there. Okay, so you there are limits to what you can put into there and for to be plugging you can only be them it in situations with companies you seen indirectly. If you steam, the steam goes right into the food, like it does in some food. You have a, a box drink, a drink box of juice, okay? That had steam put right into the food. It didn't go on the outside with indirect contact. It had direct contact. The steam went right into the food. Well, no one in the right mind is going to let you put a double brown pipe into the water and, and then be used for direct steam injection. If the steam can go right into the food, they're going to be concerned, rightfully so, that some of that bad taste will transfer over into your food. But so they won't let you do that, okay? There's another case, which, which is, I, you be this thing also, which is, we have a rule that um, Please don't transfer the two came to touch each other. Okay, so there are walls that are set up that instead of one wall being between the steam and the egg, there are two walls. It's a double wall clean. I'm sorry. It's a double wall in between the, the steam and the food. So no, even if we think bleas goes through a cleat, when the two known are touching each other, there's no moisture between them, so no bleas will transfer to those kales. So the, the the palm transfers from the cleat, from the steam into the cleat, and from the ketchup into the cleat, but the two camel are touching each other, no bleas can go between them. And in fact, in this hand company we almost did that the hand company almost set up a situation, set it up that there should be no bleas because the two there would be it's in a fancier piece of equipment called a heat exchanger. Okay. That's more sophisticated than you, but it's a more complicated piece of equipment and we were going to set it up that there's going to be double wall between the steam and the food. Okay, so that is going is drink. Okay, but then but the last uh eight is, it is, is, is will give you a picture as to how people when I said that people say, Well for steam systems we can make them, I'm gonna now tell you a story that people have said, okay, which which you, if, if not that we are talking about speed, it would be hard to believe someone could say this. They say "Look, like we are being choshish, that time transfers through the dark neheque. Why? Because it says in Sally Bay, that the blear goes through. Okay? We don't want to get rid of that then. How much blear goes through the dark neheque? So we say it's a soft-ish. we don't know how much goes through, we're choshish that it goes through enough to be nice and time. Does it say the same time debate how much goes through? It goes at least to be nice we With Kharsha that it goes through enough to be nice in time. Would you? So that means it's at least more than 1 in 60. What about more than that? What about does it go through 5%, 10%, 20%? We have no din that says that it does. The din just says it goes through enough to be nice in time. Okay, now, we have another set of din. Another din moved to a different set of din, in Yai, which is wine that's diluted, wine that's diluted in six parts of water becomes not wine anymore, let's say if it's you don't make it anymore if it, If it was tannyain, it becomes mutter. so and that's because when wine is diluted in more than six parts of, in six parts of water or more, it no longer has the the characteristics of wine. It might have a little bit of taste of wine, but it doesn't have the the body and the character that you expect from wine, and therefore it loses its cinema of wine. cement. You you could imagine that the water that's on the other side of the steam system has a calm that we're not sophisticated enough to taste. We'll say the din says. We, you pull on for the dean the says that time goes through but if the amount of the imagine if you're cooking wine on one side would the blear that goes through be enough that you should it should look like wine now so we could say we're not sophisticated enough to notice the time. maybe it's really time It didn't tell us this time and we just don't notice it so if we were Had a finer sense of taste, maybe we would notice it. But if the stuff was as concentrated as wine that's been diluted in six parts, would you notice it? So you say, come on, you'd have to be dead to not notice that. Anybody can notice that. You don't have to have such a fine, take wine or grape juice and mix it in six parts of water, and it tastes a lot like wine. It has a good, you know, it has a, a lot of similarity to wine. It's not a subtle taste, it has a nice, pronounced taste to it. So this stuff is not diluted that much. So we only have to take the bin as far as what it says. The bin says it's nice and pound. It's nice and pound to the point that it's a sixth. No, we could tell by ourselves that it's not giving a sixth worth of pound. So that means is we could say, and we'll even be safe, instead of saying it's a sixth, which is like 14%, we'll say it doesn't give pound more than 10%. Okay, The bleed that transfers through the clea doesn't give more than 10% of power. pound. Now, we, okay, now, say now listen, listen to what we're doing over here, we're saying. And uh, this is not, a, what I am telling you now is not theoretical. There are people who do this very mindset. They they say, they their sell based on this set. They say, look, I have to believe that time goes through. 1%, 2%, 4%, 5%, more than 10% that I don't have to be khayshish. So, and because of that, they came up, they have all kinds of coolers. Like for example, let's say the food that I'm making is only 5% milk And I want to make a of food afterwards. Okay, uh, 5% milkers. The amount of time that's going to transfer through is going to be less than 10%. It means the amount of time that's going to pass through is going to be a half of a percent. half of a percent is not nice in time. It's less than shishin. Let's say, let's say it transfers two times. Okay, in, in more sophisticated systems, it transfers two times. Say, well, the first time it got knocked down to 10%. The next time it transferred, it got knocked down to 1%. That's also about the shishin. Let's say I'm cooking stamyayin, which is also a common occurrence. I cook stamyayin. So stam is part of shisha. So even in one transfer it becomes more. Okay, all kinds of cools like this that you look at me and you say to me, "You must be crazy!" Like you, we you figured out that the amount of air that goes through is, is more than shisha, but less than shisha. We, we made this up. And again, the reason why we would say that is because the din tells us that we have to be chosesh for these believers. We don't see any signs of these bleias, and because of that, there are these types of coolers that. Again, you would not be chamachan if you were doing this, um, you know, regular cooking something in a pot and something so, you wouldn't do this. But because of the serious question as to whether the rabbi is, people are chamachan. So I, I just wanna, i gonna to summarize and come to my one of my the points that I was trying to make, which is, um, firstly, is we, to, we talked about steam systems and how they're used and how something could look kosher and in fact the, the thing that's being used to heat it isn't that tray. Okay, that's one thing that was the, the specific thing we talked about a second lesson that we learned was that a person uh, to to even you know to ask the child, let alone to give the answer, has to know the practical situation they're looking at. You walk into a hotel kitchen and not know that their steam is getting heat from the trade kitchen. And you can list the boat. You can cash it and run everything perfectly, but never realize that your food is trace or it's considered trace because of things that happen across the hallway in the trade part of the kitchen. That's a, just, a, just a lesson in understanding a situation to know the childless, and to, for sure, if you want to answer the child. The third one is, it's a general lesson, which was, here's a situation where most people's understanding of the Matthias and of the Din would tell them, that this thing is mutter. Most people who look at this would say, is most people, I'm not talking about even average people like us, I'm talking about most, more sophisticated rabbis will look at this thing and say, is, the pra- the matthias, and the thing tells me that this thing is Munter. That's what it looks like to me. But, uh, however, Rebunscher said, he looked at the same thing. They told him the Shiloh, okay, and I, I've seen the written Shiloh, and they explained to him clearly enough what the child is. And his perspective on it was, well, we don't just throw out it in so quickly. We don't just throw that out. That was how we answered Shaila. And just as far as our approach to how you answer Shaila is that when, even if our discussion, and we figured out and we looked into it and we think that the thing is mutter, when we turn to someone dicker who tells us, no, no, no it doesn't look like that, so he has an understanding of being different than that, then we won't realize our place. And i uh, that there are harsh who are not not this, but by and large, most people take the more if we could say conservative approach, um, which is which is in effect, whether they know it or not came from Russia, which that is, someone bigger than us decided that this thing, um, we should not look at it the way we think of it, and therefore we accepted that didn't like that. Great. Thank you.